My name is Alec Cowan, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. This podcast contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Hi, hello. You are currently listening to Orchata Squad with your hosts, Veronica Fernandez Alvarado and Marianne Fragoso. And we're so so excited to be back right now. Um, we actually have a guest, a very distinctive member of society here with us. Jasmine Jackson, please introduce yourself. Hi, um, I am Jasmine Jackson, as Veronica mentioned, and um, I am a journalist major, and I'm a sophomore. Yeah, pretty basic. <laughs> beautiful, still. So beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And we are here, and we are ready to talk about, like, some real shit with y'all. But before we do any of that, please, please, um, can you tell us what you brought, Marianne, to, you know, make this fucking booth look (laughs) less boring and shit? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, unfortunately, I didn't bring any new stuff because... I keep forgetting about this, but I st- Kermit is making a comeback. Um, he's here and ready to listen. He's ready to take notes. Um, I also brought my praying candle, the Guadalupe praying candle, because you need always prayers. Um, and I'm not religious. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a recover- recovering Catholic. It's fine. Um, and I brought some little flowers. I brought some fake flowers to wrap around your and Jasmine's mic to make it look prettier. I love it. Okay, so Jasmine, I know you brought something for us here. So <laughs> yes. Um, so I like keep up with y'all's like part podcasts, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna bring something um, today that I like. <laughs> Um, and so I brought my edge control and for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's like, well, for anyone that's a black girl, they'll know what the fuck it is. <laughs> but, um, it's just basically to keep like your baby hairs like slicked down or shaped out. And, um, I use it every day. It saves my life. It pulls my life together. Edge control. So, um, <laughs> I literally feel like I have control over my life if my hair is intact and then alongside my edge control, I also brought my grill. And <laughs> I actually don't know why I brought that. I think it's just because I also just like carry it in my bag every day. But I don't have like the confidence to wear it around campus yet. But um, I think it's really funny. And I'm not wearing it right now just because it gives me a lisp and we don't need that today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Can you please describe your grill to our <laughs> listeners? Like what does it look like? My grill is for the... <laughs> bottom half of like my first five teeth <laughs> and I had to mold it <laughs> it came in the mail like a month and a half ago and my roommate and I like we're just being sporadic <laughs> one night and we're like oh shit there's this place called like industry pieces and it was like free grills to pay for shipping <laughs> which I don't think that anyone should just hop on anything if it says free <laughs> but I mean here we are now <laughs> with our grills and they sent it in the mail and they send you like the mold, like two molds. So like if you can't like mold, it's not literal mold, y'all. By the way, it's like for your mouth. And um, you're supposed to mold it to your teeth. You have two tries. If you don't get the first one, 
then you do it the second time. If you can't do it the second time, you just fucked up. And yeah. I did the first mold and was like slipping out and shit. It was looking tacky <laughs> as fuck. It was like lifted when I first put it in. And then I like let it go deeper. That sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I molded it the second time and it worked out better. And my roommate and I just put it on when we we're trying to put on our um just hardcore personas <laughs> even though neither of our personalities like that at all we're like real pussies and <laughs> um if we're trying to feel hardcore we're trying to like feel like finish like some assignment which like bro we're gonna fucking finish this shit you know what i mean <laughs> put in our fucking grills and shit and it's ridiculous but we keep it in our backpacks to remind us that we got um more than just a soft spot in our lives <laughs> yeah that's my girl and it's golden um if you're mm-hmm. wondering what color it is i hope it stays golden because it was for free so yeah hopefully oh, it's just true. like no like discoloration or some <laughs> shit but yeah well we're all excited for you to you know finally wear it out when you do <laughs> <laughs> and okay so what i brought with me is obviously i brought the glowing lights and my pink hat but i also brought my okay so my family last year, all of them, except for me, went to Veracruz, Mexico. They left you behind? They left me behind. Wow, snakes. They're all a bunch of snakes. <laughs> I live with a bunch of snakes. But they brought me back a plate. And mm. this plate, um, what is it? It's It was created by an artist. Like, he gets a whole bunch of, like, blank paints, uh, blank plates. And he uses paints to, like, make ocean scenes and palm trees. And he's just a street artist. But, like, I've seen, like, these kind of artists, like, work. And they just, like, use their hands because they don't have any paintbrushes. Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing. And I absolutely love it. I have it in my room. I actually have to hide it now because my cat, Benito Juarez, oh, like, no. attacks it whenever he sees it. <laughs> Shout out to Benito Juarez. Shout out to him. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I brought. Do you and ever eat on it? Like no, oh, I feel damn. like I'll probably. I feel like some die. paint will get on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's for eating <laughs> at this point. I mean, Tide Pods aren't meant for eating, but did you say you'll so probably die if you eat from it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how chemicals work. Yeah. <laughs> well, people are out here eating Tide Pods and shit. That's so true. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jasmine, have you ever eaten a Tide Pod okay, or something I similar? <laughs> I may or may not have licked one, and I was really disappointed because I didn't know. Well, my dumbass, I licked one, and I forgot that once like liquid touches it, like it starts dissolving and shit. So like all my saliva was like sliding on it, and like I like tried to play it off nonchalantly with the people around me. I was like, oh, it's not that bad, <laughs> but actually, so I just spit that shit out <laughs> after, but. I was, like, disappointed because for some reason I thought Tide Pods worked like Dish Pods did, you know? Yeah. Where you put it and it's, like, the crumbly texture. And I'm like, ooh, that's going to feel good on my tongue. But it's just <laughs> fucking a sack of liquid. That shit was nasty <laughs> as fuck. But I didn't eat one fully, so that's how I made it to this podcast because I'm alive. Yeah. Um, we're glad you're alive. Yeah, we're yeah. so glad you're with us after that yeah. event, that tragedy that yeah. happened to you. <laughs> Like, I had no choice. You know, I had to lick it. So. Yeah. No, and inspired by Jasmine, I may have or may have not done the same thing and completely forgot that it starts dissolving. So there was just a shit ton of detergent in my mouth yeah. and it was disgusting. Yeah. And do not try this at home, please. I am a Tide Pod virgin. 
I have not done any of that. <laughs> oh, but they look so delicious. That's so true. I've yeah. really had to hold myself back, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But okay, I your plate. Know. What else? That's all I brought. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, let's move to our next segment here. Jasmine, I know you have a shout out for us. Oh, yes. Um, I'd actually like to biasly shout out <laughs> my roommate, Imani Dorsey. She's mm-hmm. so kick ass. She works a lot with like ASUO and she's a state's, com- state's commissioner, I believe. Um, sorry, Imani, if I've gotten that title wrong. <laughs> um, she does a lot of work and um, she does all of her work is a lot re- in relation to student advocacy. I know there this morning they were um, trying to push back with tuition increases and um, that's just one of the very many things that mm-hmm. like ASUO people do. But um, yeah, she's just an overall good ass person. Um, she does good at like wearing with wearing as many caps as she does in her life. She's well-rounded, a well-rounded friend, well-rounded sister, daughter, student and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And so um it being body a busy body like myself too i know how you could just like keep on running and like non-going especially as a poc like and forget that you're doing so much and like changing so much and so like i just wanted to shout her out because it's easy to forget while you're going through the motions of all Mm -hmm. this um work toward progress for whatever you're trying to push for so there we go (laughs) that's inspiring actually yeah yeah, no, and I know Imani, and, like, she's fucking amazing. She does so much. Seriously. And I don't know how she has the energy. Like, she's always running around. She's super funny. And what's mad dope is that, like, despite all these, like, this shit ton of stuff that she has to do, she's, like, always smiling. Like, yeah. Oh, she yeah. She's leaving a <laughs> smile. Like, each one, I can eat, see each individual tooth every day. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, how? And, yeah. like, when I'm having a bad day, I'm like... Y'all could see it. I'm just like, I don't want to talk mm-hmm. to y'all. Well, I try not to show it, but like, she's one of the very people that I always think about. I'm like, well, she's tired as hell. She's probably like running on three hours of sleep, but she's like mm-hmm. still like functioning and smiling. So I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. So um, I'm just like fortunate enough to live with her so I can like have like a physical reminder of like everything's I. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She sounds amazing. And. Yeah. If she's listening, or she should be listening, yeah, honestly, <laughs> like I hope we all hope that you feel appreciated and you are appreciated here at Orchata Squad. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so we're moving on to our main topic, and it is over white feminism. Boo! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And okay, so we are all femmes of color here. Yes. And we've all had our own experiences with white feminism and what that Mm -hmm. means to us and how that looks like. And I kind of just want to start off with talking about, like, is when you hear white feminism, is there an experience that comes into your mind? Like, one specific experience that just, like, sticks out. So, I don't know. Like, I can start off or y'all can start off, but, like, I'll start off. (laughs) Yeah, you should start off. (laughs) Okay, so my main experience with white feminism really came last year when I was living with um, four white girls, but three of them were Beckys. They were all like Mm. all straight up Beckys. (laughs) So um, Define a Becky, please. 
uh, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- the okay. white people. That probably probably only Beckys don't know what <laughs> Beckys are. Yeah, for real, for real, for real. <laughs> but please define anyways. Okay, yeah. so uh, Becky is a, is a white girl who is very concerned into, like, is basically the definition of white feminist who is only concerned with white issues and how they pertain to white women and mm-hmm. are fully willing to, like, step on women of femmes of color and other people of color to get, like, closer to this whole idea of, like, having the full rights of a white mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And, like, Becky's can look several different ways, but when you see it and when you hear it, when you meet one, like, you know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if y'all want to add anything else to, like, what a Becky Woo! is. I feel like I am always in spaces with a shit ton of what you define as a Becky. <laughs> um, let me see. The most recent... Oh, fuck. I'm about to go on a rampage. Yes. Shit. Okay. So I think I was just talking about this with um, two buddies recently. And um, I have a Chicanx studies class. Um, and it's an ethnic studies course. And we were talking about um, the... It was like some controversy. I forgot what it was. I forgot it was what it was pertaining to. But the issues were pertaining to people of color. I just remember that, and I remember this white girl raising her hand, and I like my eyes like dipped down, <laughs> and my lips like pursed because I was like, "Here it comes! I'm gonna be so fucking mad for the rest of my day." And I was, <laughs> oh, surprised, right? And so she raised her hand, was like, you know really hard when I walked into my middle school like classes and I realized at a school that was like predominantly an Asian Asian demographic that I was like a thumbnail like just sticking out and I was the only white girl oh wow and I thought I was the only one that was sitting there irritated (laughs) as hell and I look around and all the other POC were like making the same expression (laughs) as me which made me so happy and so then um Everyone was just like, okay. And the, I remember this girl, like a couple seats down for me. She was like, oh my gosh, wow. It must be so hard to be privileged and like walking <laughs> and be the oddball out. And so for me, I think what made it worse was the fact that like, for some reason, like white women, like they just want to, I feel like they just want to be oppressed so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they want to be oppressed for sport. They act like, <laughs> they act like it's some trend of some sort. Like we walk around like having like this PLC have this collective thing to discuss um, oppressiveness. And so they just want to be in the conversation. And so in spaces like that, like my ethnic studies class, for instance, I just felt like it was just not her place to, just open her mouth really Mm -hmm. like uh and what what roots up from that for me is just that like a lot of these spaces are for poc to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. we're supposed to unravel in these spaces and have these collective thoughts without feeling like we're our voices are being submerged and pushed under the rug and like when someone like white opens their mouth in those spaces, they're like, oh, here we go, because their opinion is going to matter more because we're used to that. Mm-hmm. We're in spaces that are predominantly white all the damn time where we're like, if we speak, then it's going to like be shunned upon or someone's going to be contradict what we're saying because they just simply can't understand or relate. And so um, it's just sucks because we 
are supposed to feel comfortable and have the sense of comfortability in these spaces. But for some reason, they just try to fill their that space with their own voice. And it's like, step back. like. Yeah. And I think that also coincides with this idea of like allyship too. Not allyship, but fucking being an accomplice. Let's get real. <laughs> because for some reason, white people in particular, like white women, since we're on like white feminism, like they think it's just enough to be like, yes, like black girls, blah, 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 blah. But like also you're not talking about intersectionality portion of it like there's black women Mm -hmm. mexican women um other just like women that are um poc that deal with not only being like in a marginalized community as a woman but like also the intersectionality portion of also dealing with the oppressiveness of their own race they identify Mm -hmm. too and so they'll never get to that level and understand that and so like i feel like to be like an accomplice as a white like feminist i guess or like a white woman is to be aware of that, like, step back in spaces that you stick out or you can't relate to, mm-hmm. not, like, open up and unravel in these spaces because, like, POC women already deal with the fact that we feel like our voices go unheard and we have to push for that and we have had to do it for so long because fucking feminism was started off, like, the foundation of it was for, like, white women anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you people think of, white, like, feminism, they think of white women, like, there are mm-hmm. so many other like movements of PO- like POC like feminist movements that go like disregarded, mm-hmm. and even the ones today like they're really like white like skewed down to the, like, yeah. the white demographic, and it sucks. And like when you have a foundation like in a history of like having all the issues be addressed um, and pertains to a white woman, it's hard to crawl out and like change that. And so I feel like that's why like we still deal with that today. Mm-hmm told you i was going on a rampage no <laughs> i can stop there if y'all oh, want me no. to no, 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 no. <laughs> we love it we love it but oh. it's just ridiculous like step back and if you want to be a good accomplice that's the best way to do is like step back sit back soak in with other poc women are like saying and just poc in general and like soak in that knowledge so that you have a better understanding why you shouldn't be talking right now or yeah. ask yourself why like mm-hmm. what's the purpose of my voice being heard yeah i think like I feel like also like white people, it's just they just want to be a part of everything so badly. Oh my gosh, so so bad. like yes. when something is not for them, they're like, oh my God, why? Reverse How? racism. <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> we won't Reverse go there. Shit. We won't go there. But, you know, like they want to be in everything. Mm-hmm. So like, like you said, like, I think a huge part of being like a quote unquote ally is just like fucking step back yeah. and like let POC have their spaces and have um feeling safe you know surrounded by other poc but then at the same time like i think um i love the whole like poc bond that happens when a white person like makes a comment <laughs> yes, or you just kind of like <laughs> like facial expressions around the room yeah and you're just like yes you feel me you yeah no i i remember last year in a class we were um this is before the elections and we were discussing people that were going to sign up to vote and stuff and um it was a table and it was like all white girls and then me and this other guy who was a poc and this girl was like well i'm not registering to vote because i don't want to vote because they're both equally bad blah 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 i don't like Mm -hmm. any other options and then him and i just look at each other and make like a face (laughs) and i was like oh my gosh but then like after that we kind of became friends and we started talking because we're like you know you understand each other focus like 
the whole I'm not going to vote for either because they're both equally bad. Equally bad. Mm-hmm. That's because it's reta- it's like you're only thinking of it as pertaining to your own life. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like obviously one was better than the other yeah. for POC, mm-hmm. but you're not like your your focus is so skewed and like you are just like not thinking of anything outside yourself as a white person that you're not even thinking, oh okay, maybe I don't like it like for both both of them for myself, but mm-hmm. like an accomplice would be like one is better like to be voted for than the other for yeah. someone that's like a person of color. Um, yeah, just it, like stepping outside yourself. They need to do that more. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So much more. And the thing here, particularly with the election, is, some, is something that we have to think about and talk about is the fact that, okay, so we know the Women's March happened and whatnot, and it was a bunch of white women, and then mm. they got all this like, oh, look how peaceful they are with their like pussy hats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the Which reality- are all pink and not all vaginas are pink. <laughs> exactly. And not all... Femmes or mm-hmm. women have vaginas. Yes. Yes. Retweet. That was a huge thing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But the thing here is just like 53% of white women voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. That's like a thing that like we need to recognize. Um, What is it? I, there's that iconic photo yeah. of the women's I was march. Thinking Are y'all that. thinking about it? Mm-hmm. Is it? It's like the march on dc there is a whole bunch of white women with their pussy Mm -hmm. hats particularly there's like a group of white women um taking a selfie Mm -hmm. and then in front there is um this black woman sucking on a lollipop holding a sign Mm -hmm. that what what did it say uh didn't it say like yeah it was like remember like 53 percent yeah yeah were white (laughs) votes toward trump's election and i was like shit and i was just like yes Mm -hmm. but also like I don't know. Everyone who remembers the Women's March, they'll be like, oh, that shit was so cool. It was so dope. All these women doing that shit. And I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's so funny because with white people in general, like even beyond women, I feel like like they disregard what they did on their part if they're trying to push for something. So yeah. like the white like women movement whatever the fuck they <laughs> wanted to call that with their pussy clit shit and um <laughs> i guess that's pretty funny pussy yeah <laughs> but anyways um like with that movement they wanted to be like oh yeah fuck trump and stuff and then you had the black woman that was like yeah 53 percent of you were the ones that voted but they want to disregard that but they want to push for an, an, another change mm-hmm. and like that just reminded me of the fact that um i just lost my thought that's okay (laughs) but oh shit okay so i I really quickly i just want to put out like a small um statistic just just for people who are like like oh it's not really like why are women all focusing or why are we talking about white feminism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and whatnot just so people know how real it is Mm -hmm. okay so the wage gap movement is a like a thing that like white women like to focus on. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that like the majority of people can like name off that like women make 77 cents per white man's dollar, but it only pertains to white women. Yeah. And um, according to the national, wo- the national women's law center, it shows that, what is it for black women? It is 65 cents mm-hmm. per white man's dollar. And then for Latina women, it is, 56 mm-hmm. 56 cents per white man's dollar and wow i'm so excited to <laughs> be an adult i mean i am an adult but like to get money you know woohoo! <laughs> so so much fun but like why is that like 
if white if white women or like this whole feminist movement is supposed to like focus on like trying to gain or like help women out mm-hmm. like this is just a prime example of like hey y'all are just trying to help yourselves out yeah. and you're just trying to drown out voices of femmes of color because mm-hmm. like what the hell like if they really cared it would have been this movement this wage gap this everything would be a bottom-up movement yeah yeah and mm-hmm. like it shows like with the whole wage gap thing and i th- um i remember it being a a big thing in like uh like hollywood kind of thing too um and again like it's all white women like complaining about it but then the minute it's about another woman of color like they're silent you know because they only care about that was their own my shit thought from earlier yeah <laughs> when i said i lost my thought and i was like it's so funny because they disregard stuff unless they know it's like beneficial to them mm-hmm I was thinking like of like the Black Lives Matter movement and mm-hmm. I always say that it's so funny because white people walk around with their backpacks with a pin that says Black Lives Matter or like will, like walk around in a protest with fucking banner mm-hmm. saying Black Lives Matter but then when it comes to black issues or like a, the oppressiveness of their black friend mm-hmm. or they see someone being fucking profiled then they're just kind of like mm, yeah. I'm white. I'm white today. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like and so it's so funny because like even for like white people they like to because like i guess this kind of relates to like the white feminism movement too because they like to be like white girls like to imitate like poc women because we're fucking bomb as shit and <laughs> like but when it's time to be one of the poc like truly mm-hmm. like where the hell are they They're like i'm white today like i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah they like to indulge in our cultures and like bask in like our music and all this stuff and almost the entire like society because Mm -hmm. i mean like this is like a white world but like uh everything everything is rooted from poc like that's the way i view it and like they love all of our shit but then when we have to deal with our issues our social issues then they're just like it doesn't it doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. or it's not affecting me and they don't verbally say that but it's just internalized because i mean historically they've never had to deal with anything mm-hmm. like pertaining to them it's just like oh well i'm just gonna go and la di da di be white yeah <laughs> because that's the only thing they are, they have to do in life like they don't have to do yeah deal with anything and they they don't have to be accomplices either mm-hmm. unless they choose to be which sucks <laughs> yeah exactly and like with like women of color or people of color it's like you're always a person of color it's not something you can take on and off you know Mm -hmm. and with white people they like they can choose to be an ally like you know like and like as a poc you have to deal with the fact that you're a poc yeah it's not a choice it's not like oh i i guess i want to deal with like my issues (laughs) or i guess i have to deal with the the skin i walk in every day you know what i mean yeah but they get to choose oh i guess like i want to be like an ally or an accomplice like you know like and (laughs) i'm just like the fact that y'all even have a choice in that and mm-hmm. you don't have to think about twice about the color of your skin and like dealing with any issues. I mean, because they don't, white people aren't oppressed, so they don't have to think about much besides, I don't know, white shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they think white about shit. whatever mayonnaise, they think about. Crocs, mayonnaise. Crocs, I'm thinking about white uh, culture, mayonnaise. Goddamn, um, Lacroix. Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I love Lacroix. Can no. <laughs> next bash something else oh my gosh okay so (laughs) i really want to put a focus on because 
like people can like talk about like or can look at what we're talking about and be like why are you trying to attack white women no 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 um but something that isn't talked about enough is the fact that like white feminists and white women white tears <laughs> white women tears are the most dangerous shit in the entire world yeah and what is it white tears get black men in jail like and <laughs> killed yes. i mean emmett <laughs> yes. exactly mm-hmm. yes yes and I do want to talk about, like, this, the whole fear, the whole danger, this, like, incredibly, like, deadly thing mm-hmm. of white women tears. Yeah. Because, like, it does end up, like, taking lives. It does, like, end up destroying communities. It does end up getting people in trouble. And, um, like, it could even be, it could even take away, like, people's jobs. So, so um, there is this research project that was done by the college student affairs oh wait yeah college student affairs journal it is called when white women cry how white women's tears oppress women of color Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because they they talk about the scenario that happens a lot and it's happened to me and i'm sure it's happened to like y'all at some point if not many times but what happens is they had this scenario where it is at a office meeting and a white woman, oh, a woman of color um, starts critiquing this white woman's um, office and mm-hmm. position or like just the things that her particular department does. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I feel like they are ignoring issues of race or they are just like your position, your department is like contributing to like or like are not just are just not helping poc Mm -hmm. and so what happens is the white woman takes it incredibly personal and then she starts crying she starts (laughs) tearing up and Uh, she's just like how can you say i'm racist i'm not racist like i help p i like i have poc friends like i um i volunteer like my closest like what is whatever like i like march and whatnot I volunteer. And so the woman of color will be like very confused. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, I don't know why you're bringing this up. I'm just talking about your department. And so and so then the white woman will just start crying more. And then everyone runs in mm-hmm. this office meeting, runs and tries to stop the white woman from mm-hmm. crying, trying to console, console mm-hmm. her because she's fragile. Yeah. Oh, my and God. And then. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, the, and then the woman of color will just, like, you know, be like, hey, I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just trying to bring up something that is concerning. Mm-hmm. And then the white woman eventually slows down her crying and says, thank you so much for being honest with me. And then the meeting is over and no one addresses the actual problem mm. that the department had. Yeah. And then later, the woman of color gets this, has to meet with her manager or her, like, main boss because the white woman right after went to the manager and HR and complained about how <gasps> rude and hostile the woman of color was being. Mm-hmm. And so that is a scenario that I feel like plays out way too much and shows like, yeah, like instances of like how white women tears like really work out in those cases. Cause when I was living with my three Beckys, I don't even <laughs> want to say my, the three Beckys, <laughs> um, <clears throat> 
there was an instant where I like okay, so one of the girls mm-hmm. loved playing some loud, weird shit white girl music. It wasn't even good. She loved playing that shit loud all okay, the time. Okay, because I was like, okay, there was some good white music. Like, <laughs> I fuck with like Justin Bieber, like <laughs> yeah. old shit. So, yeah, like, I love white music. Yeah. Like I'm a, I mean, they I'm a fan of compared ABBA. to like POC music yeah. ever. Uh-uh. But like they got like old timey Justin Bieber. Old, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But if it's on some like weird, weird shit, it was like it some really be, like, weird Justin shit. Bieber quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. Go ahead, proceed. <laughs> Just had to point that out. <laughs> so she's like always playing her music like that, and I'm like. And for a while, like, I felt really uncomfortable. So I just, like, would put on my headphones. I wouldn't do anything. And then eventually I was like, fuck it. I pay rent. I do shit here. Mm -hmm. Like, why shouldn't I, like, play my own music? So I played my music, which um, that day and that time I felt very, very brown. So I was Mm -hmm. listening to Los Tigres del Norte. (laughs) Woohoo! And I was playing it loud and I was cooking. And then she started getting really, like, antsy and annoyed. And then she eventually told me she's like it's like do you mind putting on headphones and then i was like i'm not gonna put on headphones i'm cooking yeah. like yeah. i can i can listen to music and i can cook and i can do whatever and then she got really mad and she was just like why are you being so hostile towards me why are you doing this and then i was just <laughs> oh like i'm not goodness. being hostile don't you love it when you're living your mm. best life and a white girl has to ruin it <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's talk about the fact that when we walk on sidewalks they feel like they're entitled <gasps> to the whole damn oh my God. sidewalk yeah. and that you have to move out of their space. And also just like in general, like they feel like they can like you need to alter like something so that they are comfortable and like accommodate to their comfortability. It's really annoying. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in a, um, like one of my G classes last year and I had a like a mad cold and my ears were like plugged and I like <laughs> couldn't hear how loud I was. And so then this girl, oh my God, when they stare, oh, I want to sock in the throat. (laughs) She, this girl turned around at me and gave me the ugliest stare. And I looked around to make sure she was looking at me. Yeah. And so then, um, I tapped her and I was like, all you have to do is fucking say something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you don't have to look at me like that. Like, and she she was like, oh, um, cause she was like, can you like keep it down? That's what she asked. And I was just like, and everyone was talking, yo. Like, Ugh. it wasn't like, it was just a me thing. Yeah. Like, because I could understand that because I'm always like, if you're hella loud, like, I'm going to tell you to be quiet too. But everyone was talking, but you just wanted to point me out. And I remember mm-hmm. tapping her and being like, all you have to do is say something. Like, but I said, what you don't know. I was telling her like, yo, like I have a cold. So like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And, and like, most of y'all don't cover y'all mouth when y'all got a cold anyway, but you don't <laughs> hear me crying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at least I'm like, got my shit together, but like for some reason like white women in particular feel like we have to just make their spaces comfortable mm-hmm. and if they don't like it or if they're feel, they feel uneasy then they feel like something has to change and i think that c- kind of incorporates with the whole like white tears thing it's just like the moment something feels uncomfortable to them or they're not in control of how yeah. everything is going then it's like i know someone will believe me or like if i'm uncomfortable let's just try to see like if everyone else is uncomfortable too when everything could be totally fucking fine in the first place yeah. um but yeah it's really annoying mm-hmm. no. the sidewalk shit that shit pisses me off yeah and it happens like all the time and it got to the point where i just literally walk straight down the fucking sidewalk and i don't move anymore i used to like walk all up on the bark and shit mm-hmm. next to the Same. trees and i'm like you know what no one else gonna do it i'm gonna do it but now if we bumping shoulders we're bumping shoulders because like we are we like have space too and like we're here and we're present and like we need to be seen and, like, I think that's important for, like, um, just, like, women of color 
is just because like you know that they're not going to accommodate to like our needs and like alter their whatever mm-hmm. white feminist movement so it's like if we are present and we're being like you're going to see us then they will <laughs> yeah no honestly like white fragility can miss me with that shit like <laughs> it's so fucking annoying like white tears can i don't know go away i don't know but um it's just like i feel like in every certain point where like if it's like a quote-unquote feminist and you call this feminist out for not being intersectional or for not including uh people of color or trans women etc cetera, etc cetera, um they just go ahead and fucking cry and they're like oh no like i didn't mean that i mean my business like they're so fucking fragile and like calm down and like like there's always what? yeah and they're mm-hmm. they're always their excuse is always like well i'm still learning blah, like, blah, oh blah, what do you have like, to cry about other than the fact that you're being checked right now yeah oh like, honestly why like i could see because that could be hard sometimes and like some people can't filter being checked or like called out on, upon but that's the thing like white people aren't used to like even historically <laughs> being called out upon because we used to not be in a position where we could call out white people. And so like now that they're in a place like that, they're just like, fuck. I yeah. Feel attacked, so like all I have to do is cry, which is like, so what? Suck it up. Like I grew in a household where it was like, unless something's like not like hella wrong, then that's a reason to cry. But like, what you got to cry about? I yeah. could be crying every day because I'm just a person of color. <laughs> So, like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Same, though. Oh, my gosh. And so the thing with this roommate was just, like, when I told her I wasn't going to turn down my music, she went to her room and started crying. And then what? I was like, okay, I'm, that's not going to stop me from doing, like, trying to cook and playing my music. So I just, like, turned it up, like, TBH. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, I can hear you crying. Yeah. And I was just like, ugh. But I, like, left it alone because I was just like, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Whatever. If that's how she feels, and that's how she feels. Mm-hmm. And then later I heard from, like, my one, like, very good roommate, the only person that, like, I really, really loved. Shout out to Sarah. <laughs> like, she's my, one of my top five white friends. I only have five white friends. I keep that number yeah. tight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, it's, she told me that, like, like, this girl was, like, sending messages to, like, everyone saying that I was making the, like, the apartment an unsafe place for her to live <gasps> and a whole bunch of stuff like no. that. And then I was just like, dude, all I did was, like, not turn down my music. Yeah. Like, yeah. you need to effing chill. And then eventually, like, and, the th- and this is where, where I really appreciated Sarah, who, like, like, I felt like she was doing, like, good, like, companionship, allyship or whatever, mm-hmm. was, like, I, like, I was just like, this feels... Because she was just like, this feels really weird. And she didn't know how to describe it. And I'm like, it's pretty racist what and she's doing. And that weird feeling, I feel yeah. like most pe- white people should feel that way. way. Mm-hmm. But do I feel like a lot of white people want to like feel that weird feeling that your friend Sarah was feeling. But then they just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And like that's what we don't need. We don't need you to just feel it. We need you to do feel it and it. do something about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And like, this is what I appreciate. She like She was just like talk to me about or like she was just like i told her whatever i wanted to tell her and then she was just like okay and then she talked to the other roommates about it and then and of course i did my own thing i literally pulled aside the white roommate who was just like freaking out and straight up i told her i was just like i know you think i'm gonna fight you but i'm not gonna fight you because one i don't really care about Ooh. fighting you I, also why do they always point. assume yes <laughs> i do this that brings up a wonderful point why are POC women perceived as some like 
angry being the moment we point out like an issue of like or a sense of like uncomfortability a particular situation that made us uncomfortable that was like caused by like a white body like Mm -hmm. why why are we looked at as oh my gosh they're so angry or i think this is gonna get really out of control i need some protection like (laughs) i'm really scared yeah and like it turns into that big thing but then the moment they're uncomfortable it's like oh sweetie susan it's okay we're gonna go get a counselor we're gonna go (laughs) we're gonna expel them (laughs) like you know like i'm like oh it's so annoying so then you always when situations like that arise like i don't know if it went through your brain when you had to deal with that but like for me at least i'm always like because i'm pretty vocal being like when i want to be sometimes i'm like passive Mm -hmm. but like sometimes i'm always like okay do i want to be that angry black woman right now because that's the way it's going to be portrayed Mm -hmm. not that Mm -hmm. i think of myself as as that way because for me i'm just handling the situation like you should by pointing out a situation yeah but it's going to be perceived that way. Do I want to deal with the aftermath? And do I want to deal with that perception? Because they'll never understand that you're not dream- being an ag- angry, like, woman of color. Yeah. You're just pointing out your uncomfortability and you're, like, expressing your emotions just like they do, but maybe a little bit stronger. <laughs> but um, it's always perceived that way. But, like, they're not perceived as some, like, crybaby white girl, like, when they point out issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's just a total turmoil when we, like, point out ours um, problems. And that just really frustrates me. Because then it's like, should I even point it out at all? Because you have to deal with the aftermath of it. Exactly. Which is what was literally going through my head. But I legit told her, I'm like, I'm not going to fight you. Also, like, because I don't feel like it. But also because... <laughs> and I tried making a, like, joke. Yeah. I was oh. just like... I was like, also because... It would be a pretty easy fight. Like, it wouldn't even make it to World Star, and I don't want to ruin my <laughs> reputation like that. Yeah. yeah. And she, like, was just like, oh. And then I was just like, that was, that was a joke. Chill. And, but I then told her, I was just like, I was like, I'm not going to, like, pun up with your white feminism, white tears, like, Taylor Swift victimizing shit. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and she was just so so shocked that she's like, why do you even have to bring race into this? Oh, and then I was just that. like, she literally said that. And then later she said, oh, and almost immediately after she was just like, she's like, I just feel like you're not a good roommate. You didn't even like, because I had friends over POC friends mm-hmm. over for like a little like Galentine's thing. And like, I told them ahead of time, I was like, I'm going to have friends over and I've never had any POC and like any people come over. And then she like, apparently they all freaked out. Because they were all POC. Mm. And she <laughs> was just surprised. like, you didn't even ask my permission if you could have, like, friends over. And then I'm like, bitch, you never asked my permission <laughs> to have all your white friends over. Yeah. And then I called her out again. And you assume I'm comfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. Because they're so comfortable in ha- with having people that look like them all around them mm-hmm. all the time. And so they're just like, everyone else is comfortable like this. And that's what I mean by, like, when I mentioned earlier, stepping outside themselves like they don't think about the fact that oh maybe if i bring all these white bodies with like one non-white identified like roommate i have i'd throw their comfortability off Mm -hmm. like they don't think twice because they're used to spaces that look like them all the time so like tying back all the way to that girl i mentioned that was like oh i had to be a thumbnail sticking out like in a predominantly asian class i was just like you know that we walk around in classes knowing how this classroom's <laughs> going to turn out like how these discussions are going to roll because we walk in as one of maybe the five out of like 100 to 200 class like room classroom yeah. with, like 
students that don't look like us you don't think we feel like that way all day so when she brought up that little crybaby story i'm like poc walking with predominantly white people in most of our classrooms and most of our teachers and most of our staff that are going to be relate like relatable to you too like we don't even get that at the very least and we pay the same tuition and shit as you Mm -hmm. so like cry me a river when you say you feel uncomfortable because this is our everyday life (laughs) yeah especially all of us too that we are all like journalism students and we are all like interested in media and art and film and like we're always surrounded by white people and it's Mm -hmm. like such a white dominated space and like um there's like a shit ton of like white women crying because it's like a male dominated space and i was like okay but like on top of that you know (laughs) women of color you know and it's so uncomfortable but yeah like white fragility like they always use the excuse of like oh well like i'm learning so it's fine i'm like oh okay okay, like it's not fair that like poc literally have to grow up like super quickly we've been learning your white history and all your white material and curriculum (laughs) like you still haven't learned about us like damn like i feel like this is just is just not an excuse Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm just done with the excuses yeah uh gosh but (laughs) yes and i'm so glad we're able to like voice out all this shit because it it fucking sucks to be a femme of color it's fucking sucks to like constantly be surrounded by this and have to deal with like femme i mean white women all the time like like they're dangerous yeah and i want to put that out like they are dangerous and for everyone who's just like, oh, but they're so delicate. They're so whatever. No, no, no. Like, yeah. it's only white women. I'm like, white women have, like, killed people. <laughs> just their like, yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. But we're going to need to wrap this up soon. Yeah. So any final no. thoughts, please? Uh, honestly, I have so much to say about this. Like... I, I can go, go yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can go hours and hours talking about white feminism and my experiences in white feminism and how it has affected me because um, at the same time, like, I used to be, like, when I moved to the U.S., I was kind of, like, forced to be political, you know? Like, like white people, they can, like you said, like, we have a, ch- like, they have a choice of, like, oh, like, I can be an ally, I cannot. But, like, when I moved to the U.S., like, I was, like, kind of like instantly forced to become polit- a political person and become vocal about my opinions because I moved I moved in 2014 which is kind of like like beginnings of 2015 was like when Donald Trump announced his presidency and he was like it started with like oh all Mexicans are rapists and shit so like it like pushed me to do that you know so like you kind of you're forced to say everything about it and like and that's when I well I learned about feminism even in Tijuana like before but um like in the u.s i was i started kind of like figuring out what it was and um educating myself on everything and then i was like so proud to call myself a feminist and stuff and like unfortunately like i don't i don't even know if i call myself a feminist anymore because it has like such Um, a negative connotation yeah and like not even because like of the man hating kind of part but like it's just feminine the feminist movement has been so like exclusive and it's been non- yeah inclusive of like people of color and trans women and disabilities etc etc like 
Like, I don't even know if I want to be associated with that anymore, you know? And it's like, oh, well, that's why it's intersectional feminism. And I'm like, okay, stop with all your branches Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And also, first of all, like, the concept of intersectionality was created by a black woman. And, like, they don't even recognize that, you know? So it's like, I don't even know if I want to be recognized as that. So, like, it's like, and it's sad that all these other branches, like, uh, black feminism and, like, mujerismo and, like, all, like, womanism, like, all those other branches have to be created because white women were never inclusive from the start so um or intersectional from the start so it's kind of sad that like i've been pushed like i've been pushed away you know but yeah i can i can talk about this all day in white tears but yeah jasmine what are your last thoughts um it's interesting that you said like when you moved to the u.s like you were forced to like kind of be political i can kind of relate in that sense because like coming to why well, I, I grew up in like a white like area mm-hmm. but like because of my family i was never like whitewashed or anything like that mm-hmm. like i knew my blackness but um as i explained to everyone upon moving to like this university like i started recognizing my blackness and like recognizing the fact that oh like i am walking around in this body and like this skin like as a woman and like it's way different issues, like mm-hmm. very distinctive issues than what a, a white woman would have to do. And like just um, really pushing it back on like assimilating to like white culture culture, because that's what they expect you to do. I mm-hmm. feel like white feminists are just like, oh, like, well, to be a part of the movement, like even if you're a woman of color, like just be concerned with all the same issues. And it's like, no, like we got issues of our own. Yeah. And so just like recognizing that and just making sure that I'm not. And well, and trying to have the other POC like women around me not do the same. Like it's just assimilating to white culture because we're bomb as hell and (laughs) we don't need to accommodate to um, white society. Mm -hmm. Um, In some aspects, it's like, yes, because also this is a white world and you need to network with white people. Yes. But like, yeah, everyone has their own little white persona. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like when you talk on the phone, when you make appointments, yeah. so that you get one done earlier and then you see them in person, you're like, they're like, what the hell? You sounded white <laughs> off the phone. I have the best over the phone white person voice in the world. But anyways, wait, wait, wait. Can, can we hear a little bit of it? Um, okay. Well, we have to like role play. Go. <laughs> <laughs> what ring, 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 ring. Hi. Um, I would like to make an appointment today. Um, I'd like to make an appointment at like three o'clock to get my nails done. Um, is that like an open slot? If not, it's totally fine. But like, I actually recommend like three o'clock if that's okay. I love it. Oh my gosh. Does that work? That, yeah. That I, would work for me. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so like. Do you, you have know, a white name? Um, No, actually. I need to do work on that. My white name is Helen with an E at the end. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? In. <laughs> oh my Helen. gosh yeah i had to do that but i don't know like i mean there's a time and place where you're gonna have to put in the little like white voice like and stuff like that but like submerging your entire like identity as a woman of color i do not believe in that so mm-hmm. recognizing my blackness as a woman here um it just fully like went into play once that like freshman year from the get-go and i was like yeah there's some crazy wild, I almost said the C word, <laughs> mm-hmm. but wild um, white women <laughs> in this world, mm-hmm. especially coming out here. But I feel like they can get better. And I think that they just need more knowledge. And it's not our jobs to teach them. They yes. have to be in the spaces to and want to be the, and emerge themselves in spaces where they're 
knowledge is not so skewed mm-hmm. so that it's not just primarily working on um, white issues, um, if they have any, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, um, wanting to be in spaces that they're un- uncomfortable in, and I think that's would better this entire feminist movement yeah. that they're trying to put in place. Um, yeah. But until such notice, like, they can't do that by, like, tokenizing their, like, one POC friend and just going to them for validation or answers um, mm-hmm. about why they really are in support of women of color. So, um, yeah, until I see that, then I'll be like, okay, white women are not that bad. But for now, I'm like, mm. Yeah, <laughs> you can do better. And it's not a lost cause, y'all. Yeah. Like, And you could be you doing good do better, right yes. now. Like, I'm not saying all y'all doing shitty. Like, y'all could be doing good, but there's always you could be doing better. Yeah. And if you think you're doing the better, you probably aren't. And who's the <laughs> one to be the judge of that? Your other white friend? So, no. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my end note. I'm done. <laughs> Don't yeah, no. be more angry. <laughs> <laughs> to go off of that, though, um, my older brother, Ricardo X, co-host of Orchata Squad <laughs> and official snake of the podcast. Yeah. He, what is it? He does this thing where he tells all the men around him that they all have to accept that they're trash. He's like, once we all accept that men as a whole are trash, mm-hmm. then <laughs> we can move forward and catch yeah. ourselves when we're doing trash things. Yeah. And then we can become better people mm-hmm. as men. And honestly, like, that's a good step. And that should just be a good step for, like, white feminists yeah. and people, particularly women who catch themselves only really focusing on white feminist issues. Yeah. Because, like, not all white women who are feminists, like, practice white feminism. Yeah. But white feminism is made up of all white women. Exactly. It's yeah. not enough to just, like, focus on being in the marginalized group as a woman. Like, woman, women are in a, mar- like, are a marginalized group. But also recognize that you have the other half white privilege and so it's like people are going to look at this like white feminist movement and they're going to recognize it because it's faces of the white of white people you know so it's like Mm -hmm. use that platform to also promote issues for women of color too so yeah and i know we're running out of time but i just want to give like a super quick example because like i don't know if y'all saw that um emma watson like she put Mm -hmm. out a statement about it yeah because um yeah in the she has a like a book club site called our shared our shared self shelf um and she like what emma watson like she's always been called a white feminist and stuff which i agreed um and like recently she put out a statement for a new book that she she's recommending which is why i'm no longer talking to white people about race um and she she was like okay well like i realized that a lot of people were calling me a white feminist and i started panicking and i was like oh like am i being racist like blah blah blah. like why are they so mean why are they bringing my race into this and then she realized she's like oh my god like i'm wasting so much time like worrying about being called a white feminist like i could be more productive asking myself like how have i like been um affected or like how have my, has my race been beneficial for me or how can i do better etc cetera, etc cetera. so she like changed the whole like idea she had of feminism and how it's been flawed this whole time so like and now she's changed and like um i haven't seen more of her but um i know now that like now she, that she recognizes and she's doing gonna she's gonna do something about it you know so like that's a great example yes. of it recognizing your white feminism and changing it you know Mm -hmm. and also recognizing the recognition you get like 
she's like a public figure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people pay attention to you. You know, people like keep up with you, whoever Emma Watson fans there may be, I guess. <laughs> and like, good. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. That's great. And so one last thing from me. I just want to say that um, Susie B. Anthony was a racist. She and she was hated black super. people. So I think the feminist movement literally needs to stop like worshiping and like kissing her ass. Yeah. yeah. All the suffragettes. Like, mm-hmm. is that like how you see it? Suffragettes. I think so. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't <laughs> ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Yes, that is the final thing. And I just want to thank Jasmine for being here. Thank you, Jasmine. Thanks for allowing me to be here and be angry. I feel so good. I feel relieved. Like, and just push white girls on the sidewalk. Yeah. I love that. I love that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Come back anytime. Yes. Please do. So we are all going to let y'all go. I hope y'all have a great weekend day. I don't know when this is coming. Week. (sighs) Life. I don't know. <laughs> and for all our white femmes listening to this, watch your white feminist yeah. like actions. Like do that shit. Watch it. Become better people. That's it. Yeah. Simple as that. So we're leaving. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.